0: so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. I'm sitting in my home studio talking to a a new friend today Uh, just to listen to his voice in calming, soothing way of just saying, you know what, we're going to find a way to get through whatever we're going through now, this is an international speaker, a trainer, and author who helps empower individuals and teams to be more purposeful, productive, and prosperous. Now, doesn't that sound like something that we could use more of? You're in for a treat because he is the host of the Freedom Mindset Radio, and he's also the author of the amazing best-selling book on Amazon. You can find it, uh, Five Pillars of the Freedom Lifestyle. You can learn more about today's guest at fivepillarsoffreedom.com. Please welcome to the show, Kurt. Mercadante.
1: Tony, thanks so much for having me. Pleasure to be here.
0: Uh, you know what, like we're going to go up success mountain today, which every guest gets to, you know, lace up their sneaks and walk or run depending on how fast you feel like going. But the same question gets every guest started. What is your definition of success?
1: Yeah, well, thanks for asking. My, my definition of success is a lot different than it used to be. Uh, I would say my definition of success is moving toward my vision every day. And my vision is to save the world by helping individuals fight for lives of freedom and fulfillment. And that's a vision statement that applies to my work, to my self-care, and the most important part, which is my relationships.
0: That's really, really powerful. But I like what you said, like it's changed, right? It was something different before. So let's take 15 years off of your life and back 15 years ago, mindset, what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, if we go back 15 years, I was, I was uh, a few years into having built and, and, and on my way up with the public relations and ad agency that I had founded. And at that time, about 15 years ago, the money was good and I was completely overwhelmed and wanted to give it up because my definition of success was, you put your head down, you work hard at all costs. And again, there's nothing with working hard, but what are the costs of that? And you keep forging ahead in the hopes that someday the payoff will come and you'll be able to sit back, relax, and experience that mythical work-life balance that everyone talks about. But at the same time, you know, my wife and I kept having kids. I worked from home and I never even saw my wife. And the key, at that point when we had two kids, never, never even saw him. I was 50 pounds heavier and I was on a, cocktail of prescription drugs, I was not fulfilled. and because I had been programmed to think my uh, you know definition of success was what I said before, I felt guilty and I felt guilty because I, w- I wasn't fulfilled. and you know, I was doing what I was supposed to do. I was the man, I was supposed to shoulder it all and shoulder the burden. and my dad had grown up in the Great Depression and people had fought in wars and what did I have to care about? So that contributed to guilt on top of the lack of fulfillment. Um, which you know, uh, many many years later, led to a uh, finally a
0: change in my life. That's powerful, and especially with what we're seeing, not just locally but globally, right? Right. Can you imagine the burden that people feel today? Fearful of like losing their job, like I'm just gonna show up and I'll figure it out. Like how much burden individuals carry. Like if you had a chance, you know, on this platform, this platform. You know, this platform is worldwide, it's globally, it's everything that I'm all about. It's all about fulfillment. So when you were talking, I was like, I aligned so well with you, Kurt, like, because I lacked personal fulfillment when I was growing up, right? Because all I saw was my mom worked three jobs, put food on the table, my dad do whatever he could to pay my mom each month so that there was money in my mom's bank account so that she could send me to the store and help me to buy, you know, milk and eggs so we had food. Like, that's what yeah. I saw. So all I saw was people gone all the time. So I really resonated what you were saying because it was, it just helped me to like almost have like a, a moment glimpse in my childhood and going, wow, now I'm home, right? And, and we were talking before the show about how you made that big shift several years ago from Chicago to North Carolina. And I want to talk there because I think that's a great transition for people as we get ready to kind of climb up success mountain, talking about how your mindset today is completely different and how you saw an opportunity and now what everybody's going through, you're like, hey, like maybe we we're a little ahead in at least the homeschooling option. And <laughs> I was able to now focus on my job and still hang with my family and know that we've got a system in place. So let's talk just a little bit about how and why you made the transition from Chicago uh, to North Carolina.
1: Yeah, well, it, it's we're in the good Carolina. We're in South Carolina. Oh, <laughs> so South Carolina. I, I say that with all due respect to, to, to my North Carolina family. Yeah, you know, we made the change. A lot of times you, you think, um, well, the reason I don't feel fulfilled is because of this one thing, right? I had a client who came to me two years ago, and he swore that he lacked fulfillment, lacked purpose, all because of his job. And it was his job. And, Kurt, you got to help me get out of this job. Well, working with him for a while, we came to realize, listen, there's three facets of your life. Yeah, there's work, that's one facet, but there's your relationships and your self-care. And it turns out for him, the relationships and self-care were not doing too great. And we began working together. He lost 100 pounds over that time. He repaired and strengthened and revived his relationships, which spilled over into work. He's at that same job, but realized when you have that energy, it comes out. Your coworkers realize it. He had more courage to go and talk to his bosses who led him him created pro bono practice that is now giving him the fulfillment. So in many cases, we think it's this one thing. And if I just change this one thing, often that one thing is money. For us, it was, you know, my father passed away in 2012. And in Illinois, I mean, the the economy is horrible in Illinois. And it's like, it was teetering on the brink of collapse anyways, and past the point of no return. And now with the economic crisis that's going on, Um, you know, I have a friend who's a a talk show, a talk radio, host, daily uh, morning drive time. And he's like, it's, it's over game over. Well, at that time, you know, we had lost a quarter of the value of our home over a hundred thousand dollars. And there was, you know, no jobs coming into Illinois. I mean, it's, it was the slowest growing state in the Midwest. I said, you know what, let's look somewhere else to get an investment, uh, a home that we can that it's an investment that's going to grow. It's not in any way tied to Illinois. And it's someplace nice and warm where we can go and visit. So in 2012, we came for a 10-year anniversary. We came to Charleston, loved it. And my wife and I said, boom, let's get a place here to vacation. A month later, I flew down here and got the place. We, we were coming back. And, and over that period, my father passed away. And all of that combined, we realized, you know what? We love Charleston. Let's just move there. the back of my head it was like listen i'm unfulfilled in my work i'm stressed i'm having anxiety attacks but it will all be made better by simply being able to look out the window and see palm trees i love charleston i love the palm trees i love the beach but that didn't solve it (laughs) you know it was much deeper than that you can't run from your problems right exactly exactly you you know it's a bandage and uh, you know the festering wound is under is underneath and a couple of years later, I woke up, uh, it was a Tuesday morning, it was Thanksgiving week. And I remember waking up and everyone knew that I had had the week off. Don't bother me. I have the week off. Clients, team members, blah, blah, blah. I didn't stop my clients from, no, 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 you got to hop on this call. You got to send us this, you got to send us that. And c- you're coming out to this meeting next Tuesday and it's a God awful meeting. You hated it and everyone hates it, but you got to come out and you got to lead this presentation. I woke up that morning. It was a Tuesday morning. I woke up and the first thought in my head was, I'm sick of waking up with a feeling like I want to throw up each and every morning. I'm sick of waking up with a dropping feel, like that roller coaster feeling in your stomach. Like this, this can't be life where the cortisol starts flowing just when I open up my eyes and it doesn't stop till I go to bed at night. So I went to my wife and I said, I'm done. And you know, I I expected panic. She looked at me and said, It's about time. And it was the best thing I did. And to your point, right now, if If I was still in the place where I was with my agency, and by the way, I shut it down, peak revenue, seven figures overnight. If I was in that place today or a week ago when this bottoming out of the economy happened, my wife and I talked about this last week, like I don't know what that would have driven me to. Like daily just being in tears, throwing up, crying, massive anxiety attacks, worse, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, I separated my idea of success and fulfillment and even the word prosperity from stuff. And when you do that, if you've attached meaning only to things and stuff, well, guess what? When things like this happen, an economic crisis, people, external circumstances can take your stuff away And when that happens, what happens? Your meaning has been taken away. And then what are you left with? And I think that's an important lesson for people right now to use this as an opportunity. If you are in a full all out panic and hey, listen, I understand, right? I'm not saying money is inconsequential, but it took me a long time to realize that the word prosperity is more of an attitude and a way of life. And you're born with prosperity inside of you than it is from something external that you get from that. A piece of paper we call money, or your car, or your mortgage, or your furniture, or whatever.
0: Thank you so much. I, I, uh, and I get in a little trance listening to you because I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm in a lot of ways, listening to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that's great. That's great. I lost my father in 14. Hmm, I'm sorry. Um, you know, and I, I've had those moments of anxiety, right? Like when I was suicidal and ready to take my life. Somebody knocked on my door and told me my life had meaning and purpose, but what I was doing right now didn't. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, it was over 11 years ago and that really flipped the script for me, but it doesn't mean anything other than the fact that um, I had some new thinking that became available. Right? right. So the shift you made walking away from a, you know, a seven figure business, like overnight having a conversation just last week with your wife and just about like the things that you we're doing and now the things that you are doing what's like the the biggest gift that you could offer to the be fulfilled community about the thing that became the most I think you became most aware of
1: yeah it's so you think you know I used to think well my journey started when I quit my agency when I shut my agency down but it's then you have awareness that, no, maybe, maybe my journey actually started 15 years ago when I left my corporate nine-to-five to start my agency. Um, and you realize that journey never, is never-ending. And things that I've even learned over the last six months or a year, um, getting deep into meditation, getting deep into uh, daily affirmations that I hadn't been, even been doing before this on, on the journey, I think, you know, Bob Proctor famous speaker. He was in the, the movie, uh, an author, and, and he was in the movie, The Secret. He said something once, said, I was listening to a, a podcast of his and, or a video, and he said, you know, animals, so you, you think of wild animals, you think of squirrels or rabbits, right? <clears throat> and they are born with perfect intuition. Now, it may not always lead to the result they want. You know, they may get eaten. <laughs> you know, they may fall out of a tree, right? But think of it, Wild animals know when a storm's coming. Wild animals uh, don't have the ability to sit and do a podcast, right? But yet they know that they have to go scrounge for food. They know when winter's coming. They know that they have to put it away. They know these things and they have intuition and they don't overthink it. They don't sit there and do a cost benefit analysis of I got to go out and get nuts and bring them into the tree, right? Again, it doesn't always lead to the results, but they have that intuition that keeps them alive. Now humans, were born with that intuition, right? If you or I walk up to a cliff, your cortisol immediately shoots out because you have a thought of the cliff which turns into a chemical reaction in your body which pulls you back, that's great. But we also have our conscious which, which those other animals don't have. Now our conscious mind is what allows us to thrive and survive. It allows us to invent a hammer. It invo- allows us to invent a bow and arrow whatever, right? Animals don't have that. It, it allows us to invent fire. It's our greatest weapon, but it can also be our greatest enemy mm. because it's also our conscious mind and our creative mind that in some ways makes us overthink things and can allow you know uh, us to look at, I'm gonna start a podcast as the same as I'm gonna jump off a cliff, <laughs> right? And so you end up overthinking these things and, 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 and trying to over reason them. And I had a question last week and, and someone said, Kirk, do you believe in trusting your gut? And about a year or two ago, I said, yes, absolutely. Hmm. And now I'm not so sure if you, you're, you have to do some reprogramming in order to trust your gut. Um, it's kind of an interesting piece and you have to know what your gut is, right? Because sometimes we make decisions with our head and say, that's just trusting my gut, but really it isn't because you're programmed for scarcity, you're programmed for fear, you're programmed for survival that draws you back from what is not a cliff, but is, hey, I want to start my own business. Hey, I want to go do a speech. Hey, I want to do this, right? Whatever it is. And so if, if you haven't reprogrammed yourself to not be fearful of everything, not to have a, 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 you know, bad thoughts about money and wealth and prosperity. If you haven't done that, then the ability to trust your gut, uh, it's not even really even there. Um, it, it's, it's almost like your gut's been numbed <laughs> in, in ways. Uh, so I, I think it's a very complicated answer and, and one that really depends on the person and depends on that person's circumstance. Because in, in that regard, right? you've experienced this, someone's gut may tell them to jump off a building, <laughs> right? Well, in that regard, I would say, no, don't trust your gut, <laughs> yeah, right? So so it's, it, it's one of those weird things. And for me, if I connect the dots going back, trusting my gut has always worked for me. I know people who have trusted their gut right off cliffs, business or otherwise. So, uh, you know, because they're not, pro, they're programmed in a way that their gut tells them people with money are inherently evil. Um, you know, they're programmed to say, I'm not going to critically think this through. I'm just going to blindly trust the last expert I listen to. So uh, I kind of went on a tangent
0: there, but but no, it, I, it, I, you know. I, you did great. You did great. And, and I, once again, remember, I'm telling you, we're in alignment because I'm following along <laughs> and I'm tracking. And I'm like, I remember when I was sitting in a conference and Bob was talking and he said, you know, everything is energy.
1: Right.
0: If everything's energy, then, you know, we're energy, right? Like-minded or not. And I went to get headshots three years ago and I'm sitting talking to this, this, the photographer and he looks right at me, Kurt. And he goes, so what do you think about personal development? I said, um, I think it's like one of the things that, you know, you should be working on daily, right? Like you need to be working on yourself. So you can, you know, you improve qualities and things of your life. And he goes, well, I'm thinking about signing up for Procter and uh, Gallagher. And I'm like, oh, Bob's coming. You should go do that. And long and behold, about a year and a half later, he became Bob's full-time videographer. Wow. And what you're talking about today, too, is seeing something in your mind and, and, and knowing, right? Like you need to, you need to make some moves. You need, to, right. you need to change some things up, right? From the anxiety and feeling overwhelmed to shifting from your head, is it to your gut? Like vice versa. We're talking about walking to the edge of the cliff. We're we're talking today to Kurt and, and, and Kurt's dialing in. Like I'm so excited for Kurt to become the Sherpa on our way down today. As as we're gonna dive into some things that can help you to be more purposeful and productive, but also things that are gonna help you to be more prosperous. Kurt, you know, has written a book and uh, the five pillars of freedom lifestyle. Right, And so when you're thinking about the five pillars of the freedom lifestyle, think about what that would be like maybe in your head right now. And when we come back from break, we're going to dive really deep into it. And I want you to have access to everything we're talking about today. It's all going to be available. I just want you to be. Just be where you're at right now with yourself and listen intently. Maybe your house doing some yard work or you're just waking up and having a cup of coffee or out for a walk. Don't worry about writing show notes, all available at tonygrubmeyer.com. But the thing that I want you to take away, here's an individual who walked away from a seven figure business, had everything he thought he needed and truly wasn't fulfilled. When we come back, he's gonna help us to understand what does that fulfillment really look like and how to make the transition. And maybe right now in your life, you need a trainer, you need a coach, you need somebody to help you. Well, we're talking to an international speaker, a trainer, And an author who helps empower individuals and teams right now to be more purposeful, productive, and prosperous. So be sure to stick around. We'll be right back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show with today's guest, Kurt Mercadante. Since Tony's
1: taking a break, let's take one together. Did you know a healthy adult can draw in about 200 to 300 cubic inches of air in a single breath? (laughs) Those are some big lungs. But at rest, we only use about 5% of that inhaled volume. So apparently, we're phenomenal at recycling. Well, I just armed you with some useless information. So let's get back to Tony,
0: who's going to arm you with some useful information. All right, we are back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. So excited today just to have this this conversation and and talking about like, you know, everything seems good, normal life, but you don't realize why. Maybe you're not in alignment with your soul's purpose and why things are just off. And listening today to Kurt when he, he described uh, his version of success, what it looks like today, and then we backed up and went 15 years in the past and he said, you know, this is the point where, you know, I was stressed all the time and I just wasn't feeling myself. And I made that decision running an agency, you know, seven figures just saying, I'm done. I don't know where you're at right now in your life if you've ever got to the edge of a cliff and just thought, you know what, I'm done. Not in the sense that you want to jump and die, but you want to jump to live. And you want to make that decision where maybe it's time that you're, you need to do something different. I don't know what that looks like for you but I spent a lifetime trying to do what I wanted. And then I realized I was living it for somebody else and not myself. And I wanted to make a decision. And when Kurt came on and we started talking in the pre, pre-show and at the break, the conversation was shifting, not away from something, but towards something. And now I love this part of the show he becomes the Sherpa. He becomes the Sherpa to take us down the mountain. Cause we can't stay at the top forever. It's impossible. But we're going to find ourselves on some switchbacks, and I just want you to keep paying attention. Kurt has a very soothing, calming way of of describing stories. He's the host of the Freedom Mindset Radio podcast, the author, the best-selling book, Five Pillars of the Freedom Lifestyle. Please welcome back to the show today's guest, Kurt Mercadante. Thanks again, Tony. I, I love being here, and I love our conversations, and I love that we're in alignment. So you get the keys of the kingdom. I'm giving you everything you need right now. You're the Sherpa. You're here to teach. You're the international speaker, trainer, author. You help empower individuals and teams to be more purposeful, productive, and prosperous. Let's talk about what you do. First, maybe to make a living, but what you really find the joy in your life.
1: Yeah, you know, the joy in my life first and foremost comes from my wife and my kids and everything I do, you know, uh, I was walking down the street the other day, we're under lockdown here, coronavirus lockdown, and we were supposed to go to California, we were supposed to be sipping wine next uh, week, then we we're going to go to Legoland for my, my son's birthday, my daughter's birthday's next week. You know, we have all these plans canceled. I've had $25,000 worth of speaking gigs canceled just, and I expect more to come. And I was out for a walk, and I was sitting there, it was kind of a dreary day the other day, and I'm walking and my mind went to all the stuff and the disappointments of things that would not occur. And I cut that off quickly because it's easy to just marinate in that. Mm. And what I did was I reminded myself that right here, right now, I was walking with two of my sons with I have three sons and a daughter. Right here and right now was the only place that mattered. And right here and right now, I was pretty damn happy. And I was grateful for where I was because I was with my kids. And so often it's easy to marinate in the past. And when you do that, that's when people say, oh, time flew by. Oh, wow. You know, and sometimes we'll have relatives visit and they're like, time flew by or whatever. It's like I can tell they weren't fully present when they were here, when they were with us. And when you're in a situation where you don't feel fulfilled, where you don't feel like you're doing what you were put on this earth to do, maybe you're in a toxic job that doesn't allow you to be, you know, Uh, your Monday morning staff meeting ruins your Sunday morning when you're supposed to be present mentally and physically at your kid's recital or their soccer practice. That's when time starts passing you by. And when you get to 40 or 45 and you're like, whoa, wait a second. What? I was just 25. How did this happen? Or when a coronavirus happens and you're like, wait a second, the economy may go down. What happened the last 10 years? Where did those 10 years go? Wait, I might lose my mortgage. Now I got to find a new career. And you have to remind yourself right here and right now, I'm still alive. I I don't know what's going to happen 10 days from now with this virus or whatever it's going to sweep. But right now, right here in this moment, you know, a lot of times when I start spinning a little bit about the future of the past, I start doing a full body scan. I literally start focusing on my toe and work my way up each leg through the torso, you know, in my brain. And that gets me to be present right where I'm at. I can feel the weight of my, my butt cheeks on the chair or on the floor. Right. That is an interesting exercise. And of course, my breath um, to remind me that right here and right now I'm alive. I'm fine. No one took my house. The virus as of now isn't sweeping through the city. Maybe it will next week, nothing I can do about that, but I'm gonna focus on right here and right now.
0: And we were talking to break a little bit about meditation and and the ability to kind of make some shifts and right before break, you you were describing all these things that you've been making these small little changes and they've had, it's like the hinge on a door, it's small and it moves such a big object. Yeah. And these small little things you've been doing. and I love the fact that you were talking about presence. When you were running your agency, what was it like going home or maybe you were working from home? What was it like being around your family when you weren't really present?
1: Yeah, it was horrible. I mean, I, I, would, I, I had a home office. We had a virtual team around the country, well, around the world. I would travel a lot. And But even when I was home, I would early in the morning, grab my coffee, go right up to the office, start working, checking my email first thing, I would maybe come down for lunch. I'd come down for dinner. But at dinner, I was either angry because I was still focused on the call that I just had or the task I didn't get done. And I was angry because someone interrupted my work task with dinner. I'd eat dinner and then I'd go right back upstairs. And so even though I had a home office, like I wasn't, I was barely physically present, much less I I wasn't mentally present at all. And so years and years passed me by without even knowing it. And it was like, you know, I look back at that and, you know, I I did a post the other day on LinkedIn, you know, David Cassidy, the Partridge family fame, you know, hit singer, all this fame and fortune. He died a few years ago and his last words to his daughter were so much wasted time. And this is a guy who had a lot of money, a lot of fame and fortune, covers of magazines, number one hit songs and so much wasted time. And one thing I never want to do, one of my biggest fears is saying that in any way, shape, or form. And I think there's a lot of people right now. I know there's a lot of people because I'm getting more incoming than I have in six months from people who are saying, this has made me realize that I traded my freedom and fulfillment for security, quote unquote security of a paycheck or this job. And now I realize I wasn't secure at all, A and B, it wasn't worth it.
0: Oh, Kurt, man, like it's it just makes me stop, no matter where I'm at, and it makes me want to just like run out of the other room and just like look at my partner, you know, my wife, my kid, one kid home from college, another one stuck, you know, basically in California. It's a bad place to be stuck too. Oh wow! Um, by the beach. I'm like, how's your shelter in place? He's like, good. We went for a walk today near the water, and I'm like, you know, I'm in Colorado, and all I see is a bunch of green grass and houses, but there's no beach. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I need, I need connection, right? And connection doesn't has to necessarily have to be with another person; it needs to be with nature. Yeah, sure. Like it's just something to feel that vibration and that energy, and you know. So today, you know, here you are, you know, you had a postpone, cancel, you know, over $25,000 of speeches that people were paying you to come. What have you seen as the biggest shift right now that you've been making to kind of like go out and just love on the world? What What are some of the things you've been working on? So
1: back in the fall, I started an affirmation. It just came to me one morning. And, and I do them while I do my breathing exercises. I do them throughout the day. I do them when I'm working out. I do them just throughout the day to remind me. And it's, it's, uh, it's, very, it's six affirmations. I am energy. I am love. I'm gratitude. I am joy. I am patience. And I'm detached. Because I'm someone who, who really gets obsessed about the end outcomes many times when I really need to, or the result, when I need to just focus on the path getting there because as of now, I can focus on getting gigs, doesn't much matter, right? Because, because coronavirus is gonna happen and nothing I, nothing I could have done about that. And that really helps me focus on I am energy and no matter what happens, you know, simple science, energy can neither be created nor destroyed and that my superpower and every single human superpower is energy and it's energy through our creative minds and those thoughts become real things and those power everything. Love is, it's not just, hey, smoochy, smoochy, right? It's not just, hey, I'm attracted to you. It's not just, I'm in love with my wife. It's basic sales. If you look at sales as something other than helping people, then you should get out of sales. And I recently saw someone post, just for the next 30 days during this crisis, don't sell, be human. And I was like, well, that's a hell of a false dichotomy right? It's like, it's like the people who say you can either be rich or be happy. Well, that's a false dichotomy too. <laughs> now I've learned you can be rich and not happy, but I've also learned you can be rich and he- and happy and rich and fulfilled. But if, if your idea of selling is not being human and being human and being, and, and being good at sales means you have a solution to someone's need. And it's your responsibility to go talk to them about that solution. Not not force them to buy it. Anyways, love keeps me centered in that way. Gratitude is back to that present that present moment, being grateful right here. Not just grateful for, oh, I'm grateful for my chair. I'm grateful the, the sun came up. I'm grateful for that. And that can be a, a strong piece of gratitude. But it's not just lip service. It's, you know, I'm grateful I'm right here with a creative mind to really think my way out of whatever happens. And that notion has kept me going through and instead of trying to force things right now, I sit back and I try to let the ideas come to me. And when they do, I'm sure to write them down, I stress test them, and I look, okay, let's see if we can make that happen. Um, you know, re-reaching out to every association I've ever done work with to find out if they're doing virtual trainings. And right before I got on this, a virtual training came to me, actually from one I didn't even reach out to that had canceled it, uh, I think, and so, it, it, it's a mad, it's not a matter of like a lot of people don't understand. They think about energy and law of attraction that you just sit there and you do nothing and you just wait for everything to come to you.
0: Right. No, <laughs> that's Hold not how it works. Hold on. I'm just going to see it here through osmosis. It's just going to come to me. Hold on a second. Right. Yeah. No, right. You have to move towards something.
1: Right. Right. And that's where vision comes into play. And if you don't have that clear vision, then you end up bouncing around life like a pinball from objective to objective. And at some point you wonder, well, where's this pinball headed? I don't even know what I'm doing. I just took these three career jobs because I thought they were good money and I hate them and I get fired because I don't do a good job and where am I going and what was me? What's your vision? I have no idea. And that, that's why that vision is so important so that those actions and the steps you take move you in that direction each and every day.
0: Well, Kurt, you know, I got to say we could chat for hours and I, I, and I really do mean this and become fast friends. I could, I could see that there's a lot here and I want to keep exploring that opportunity with you because I, I think you have so much to offer and I want to make sure we list everything that we need to know today at TonyGrebmeyer.com and when you type in Kurt's name, you're going to find his episode and I want you to be able to take massive, massive action, not just massive like, hmm, isn't that interesting? Yeah, maybe one day I'll do something about it. I'm like, no, but like if what you heard today resonated with you and moved you to maybe ask yourself some internal questions. And I, and I loved hearing when he was describing kind of his affirmations. And I, man, I'm like, I'm resonating with every single one. I'm like, all right, anything else, Kurt? And like, because it's just, it's rolling out of him because this is what he does. And, and he wants to be able to help you. And, and I, I'm going to encourage you. To grab his book and leave a review on amazon five pillars of the freedom lifestyle and let him know that you heard about him on be fulfilled podcast helps him to understand where he's spending his time you know what we do matters and who we interact with matters and we want to make sure where we're focused our attention everything's energy and i just really want to say thank you kurt for your energy today and before i let you go i bring every guest into the final final part of the show, which is the fulfillment round, where we ask a bunch of random questions. There's no right or wrong. Cool. They're just questions to find out maybe a little bit more about you. <clears throat> Cause you know, we didn't ask you all the questions. And uh, <laughs> all I need from you is I am ready. I am ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round.
1: No phoning friend, no using the Google machine, no digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannica's. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by shipoffers.com for all your
0: product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? Where were you born? New York City, New York, Manhattan. All right, you lived in Chicago. You're from New York. What kind of pizza do you like better?
1: Well, I haven't had any bread or gluten since 2009. However... I love Chicago style, but I don't consider it pizza. I love New York style and I consider that pizza. Uh, and so I consider uh, Chicago style more of a pie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so why I love both. I just think it's it's one's pizza and one's not.
0: I like that. Uh, great, great job of explaining the two. Um, <laughs> if you and I were gonna go out and uh, Charleston area and you're like, hey Tony, let's go grab lunch where would you take me and where, what kind of food we would we be enjoying? Ah, uh, lunch. That would be interesting.
1: I rarely have lunch. I, I would take you to Fleet Landing. Fleet Landing in the city of Charleston is the only waterfront. It's right on the harbor. It's a former uh, Coast Guard station
0: and they have great sustainable seafood there. I like it. Do you do you like intermittent fasting or just kind of eat like one or two meals a day, but later in your day?
1: Um, yeah, I do. I usually do intermittent fasting. What I've been doing for the past couple of years is actually uh, full carnivore. Uh, sorry, last couple of months is full-on carnivore meat and eggs and grass-fed butter.
0: How's that been? Have you know, what have you noticed with your body?
1: It has been the one diet over the past 10 years that has kept me, that has gotten rid of brain fog, that has kept me focused, that has really contributed to anxiety being down uh I sleep better and I haven't kn- I actually am more energized which which is counterintuitive to what the experts say um and you know I had been paleo since 2009 and so I didn't notice the drastic ugly disgusting things that some people notice when they switch over but I did it during a stressful time in October when I had a big event coming up and it was every day it was uh, it, it, it it it's hard to under- explain but when I eat even some vegetables or something that's off carnivore, I can't sleep as well. And I wake up nervous and I can't even meditate in the morning. My mind is spinning. So
0: no, I appreciate it. I, You know what? Like, you know, I, I think it's so powerful when it's falling into alignment with everything you've been talking about. Like there, they've been all these little like pivots and shifts and, and little things that you've made micro adjustments on. But I loved how you said like, you know, 2009 I was paleo and, So when I made the switch just a couple months ago to basically carnivore, you saw some things lift, but it wasn't a big jump. It was just a little noticeable thing here and there and and you're waking up with less anxiety. So, I mean, it works for you. And you're also talking about Wim and talking about breathing, meditation, being intentional, being present. I mean, I could sit here all day and ask you questions because I'm just fascinated. I'm like, I'm writing your book, your next book. You didn't know it, but I've been (laughs) been taking massive notes and I'm going to ghostwrite this thing and I'm going to send it to you. And I'm like, here's everything you need to know about Kurt. Um, (laughs) If you had an opportunity to go back to high school and uh, put yourself back in to the seat of your favorite class or maybe your least favorite class, but you were a student again, And we pulled an out-of-body experience. um, And we pulled Kurt out and said, all right, Kurt gets to lead the class now. What subject would you teach that you hoped that Kurt would need to know for life? History,
1: Uh, 100%. And uh, I've always loved history. And it took until, you know, I'm a Gallup certified strengths trainer. It took really into delving into my strengths Uh, About 10 years ago, one of my top five strengths is context, which means I look to the history for solutions to the present and future, which, man, that explained a lot. And, you know, whenever there's a crisis, economic or pandemic, I immediately look, well, what did we do before? And that can be extremely frustrating sometimes if other people act like things have never happened. (laughs) Um, But yeah, history, 100%.
0: That's really, really cool. Cause right. The, your past holds the key to your future. If you would be willing to actually turn them, you can actually find out a lot about yourself instead of like, Hmm, isn't that interesting? Like that happened Because today through like everything that I learned, I think the one piece that I want to take away, man, you're just a really amazing person. You got a really kind heart and spirit. Sound like a phenomenal husband, a great, a great father, a, a kind person who just really wants to leave the world better than he found it, an impact. I, I hear in your voice from Gallup training to everything that you do, um, relationships also matter. They're really important from wanting to go and write content onto LinkedIn, to show up and just be at events, to go check things out. And the thing that I'm really fascinated by is is You know, So many entrepreneurs and business owners, they see the things online and they're like, I want to go be that person, right? And, And that's what I was talking about, how I was living my life. And then all of a sudden I had a huge shift and a pivot where I realized I woke up one day and I'm like, I'm living out somebody else's dream. I'm not living out Tony's dream. Yeah. And once I realized what my dream was, I really then began to show up differently because I was being intentional for the first time in my life. And I got that today with all of like, it's like, you laid out two bars parallel to each other and step-by-step, step, we built a ladder. Hmm. Like you just laid down each little step that we needed to climb and take today. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on. We'll list all your information, fivepillarsoffreedom.com and more. But what I would love to know from you is a mantra that you haven't shared, a quote that you haven't discussed. Something that you wake up and if, you know, if like maybe your, your kid walked up to you, your 13 year old and said, you know, dad, I'm just not feeling great that you would pull out because you like studying history, that you would comfort that person right now with, with something that they can hold on to.
1: That, that's great. I mean, the, the one thing that comes to mind that applies to everything, you know, Bruce Lee had a quote, it's not about the daily increase, it's about the daily de- decrease, hack away at the unessential. And it's such a great quote because often when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel down, it's because we've taken on responsibility. And sometimes we're trying to eat the elephant in one bite instead of one step at one bite at a time. And often when that happens, we become overwhelmed and it can be, it it can manifest itself as a lack of fulfillment. And if you really just listen, what's the most important thing right now? And it's feeling fulfilled all right, let's just focus on that one thing. Hack away at all the unessential, all the to-do's you have to do today. You are in control of your life, cancel everything till you really get to the matter of why do I feel this way? And when you do that and focus on that one thing, the other things start coming together.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that is Kurt Mercadante. And like I said, everything you need to know is at TonyGrubmeyer.com to follow him, find out what he does how you can follow him and all his channels and more. And I want to leave you with this. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to live today, like in this very moment, like it's the only day you have to live and make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life?